God, for our guests, we appreciate you being with us and thankful that you, you would uh, take your time out. So let's get going tonight. Amen. Let's open our Bibles again to Psalm number one. Psalm number one. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Psalm number one. We're going to read verses one through three once again. We read on Sunday. Okay, y'all have that? All right, let's read together. Ready, read. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever he does shall prosper. This man who meditates on the word of God, he shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water. So tonight we're talking again, this is part two of the message, Rivers of Revelation uh, Knowledge. Rivers of Revelation Knowledge, part two. Father, we thank you tonight. We praise you. We give you honor for this opportunity you've given us. Thank you, Lord, that you have uh, given us hearing ears and seeing eyes and receiving hearts, Lord, tonight. To thank you for giving us teachable hearts that we can receive your word. I thank you because, Lord, we realize that there are so many. The masses all across this earth do not have a receiving or teachable heart for the things of the spirit. Thank you, Lord, that, Lord, you've placed your hands upon us. You've given us these ears and eyes and hearts to receive. And I pray that as we have gathered ourselves tonight, as we've taken this time out, that God, you would speak to us from heaven, give us divine revelation, let wisdom flow in this place tonight, O oh God. Let your anointing be heavy and strong upon me, your servant, and upon these, your precious people. And I pray, Father, that every hindering force that the devil tries to bring against this people will be stopped even now. Thank you for a five-mile bloodline that the, that the enemy cannot penetrate and that your word is able to move freely and move swiftly in this place tonight and be glorified among your people. Have your way, we pray. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen, amen. and amen. All right, take your seats tonight. Thank you, Lord. All right, Rivers of Revelation Knowledge, part two. Did y'all uh, uh, watch Sunday's message? Did y'all yes. listen to that? Okay, you still get anything out of that? Yeah. All right, good, good. I, I hope more of you all will do that. Uh, these, it's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's really a treat for us um, to have these messages posted online, YouTube and Facebook and SoundCloud and whatever means you want to uh, get it. In fact, messages all all over everywhere. Uh, you can you can just Google messages and find them on other people's websites. In reality, because they get our feeds and so forth. Um, but it's it's good because we're able to go and do what the Word of God is saying here: meditating on the Word day and night, as opposed to meditating on other things that are not going to produce these kinds of results. If we meditate on the Word of God, we're going to get some great results. Amen. So we're talking about rivers of revelation knowledge. So I, we've been talking over and over again about how Adam operated on revelation knowledge. Remember Adam, the first man? He operated purely on revelation knowledge. He didn't operate on education. He didn't learn anything. He simply discerned anything. If he did learn anything, he learned it from the Lord. Okay? Jesus said we can take his yoke upon him and learn of him. So you can learn, but you learn from the Lord. Amen? And so uh, we, he went beyond education. We've talked about how man, when Adam fell, 
uh, he fell down, man fell down into learning, into pure education, into the sense knowledge realm. And so man over the thousands of years has made great strides. We've advanced in what we call human ingenuity and knowledge. But I told you, you cannot advance to revelation knowledge. Right? You can advance in natural human knowledge, but you can't advance into revelation knowledge. You have to just switch over to it. Okay? And that's one of the biggest challenges for the body of Christ. When people, uh, when you're not born again, the, the instruction is get born again. But once you get born again, the instruction is renew your mind. And to renew your mind, you got to switch from this sense knowledge over into revelation knowledge. And you'll find many people, most of in the body of Christ, uh, have not done that, and many of them are not willing to do it because they're so used to uh, the world's way of thinking, the world's way of operating. Glory to God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. I hear that. Um, Ephesians. Ephesians. Uh, all right, where is it now, Holy Spirit? Where... The Bible says, Paul talks about not walking as a Gentiles, Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. Um, thank you, Lord. Somebody look it up. It's, it's, it's in, I, I mean, I hear it in my spirit. I just don't. 417. Thank you. Thank you. That's it. Ephesians 417. It says, this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you... Christian, should no longer walk. So if he says should no longer walk, it's because he's seeing people are still walking. He says so that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. Notice what it says, in the futility of their minds. Anybody have Amplified on that? Matter of fact, just give me Amplified. I want to see what that says in this futility of, the, of your mind. Glory to God. Let's see. So don't, as they do in their perverseness, uh, in the folly, vanity, and emptiness of their souls and the futility of their mind. So it's talking about how the Gentiles or how the world thinks is, is futile. It, it produces no real results. They only think they are. They only seem to. They guess they are producing results. But it's not real. So he says, don't you walk like that, verse 18, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. So to walk in that world's way of thinking alienates you from the God kind of life because of the ignorance that is in them because of the what? Blindness of their heart. So their hearts are blind. They have no light. And so Paul has admonished the people and this is for us. Hey, don't walk like they walk anymore. You almost need, need to just make up in your mind that whatever they say, you're going to do the opposite. Am I talking right here? You really just got to come to a conclusion at some point that whatever the world say, hey, this is how you do it. You say, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. The almost exact opposite of what y'all are saying. Because your Bible says two times in the Proverbs, there's a way that seems right to a man. But then thereof is destruction. Right? Their hearts are darkened. The Bible says the heart of man is deceitfully wicked above all things. And so you can't follow your heart. You can't follow the dictates of the, of the, the human flesh because it's going to steer you wrong. And I'm sure most of us have had enough of banging our head 
<laughs> Following human thought. We need the wisdom from God. Amen. All right. So we got to switch to it. John 14, 26. Jesus says something to us in John 14, 26. He says that there's this uh, person named the Holy Ghost. He's the helper. He says, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. So the Holy Ghost has the ability to teach us. So again, we're, gonna, we're, we're learners, but we're learners from the Holy Ghost. We're learners from divine resources. We're not learning from the world. Now, I understand you have to get a, you know, whatever job you, you may want. You know, certain jobs require certain degrees. So I'm not against that. I told you my, I have plenty of degrees in my household. So I'm not, I'm not against that. I'm talking about you, you leaning and depending on that. Y'all remember this guy named King Asa? Yeah. Y'all do, y'all just, some of y'all just saying that. Okay. Yes. Okay. King Asa, he had a foot condition. And the Bible says that because he relied on the physicians and did not rely on the Lord, he slept with his fathers. In other words, he died. He died of a, of a foot condition. He had some fungus or something like that. And he died because, not, it didn't say because he went to the doctors. It said because he relied on the physicians and did not rely on the Lord. So God's not against physicians and he's not against uh, education. He's not against, against um, finances, but he's against you relying on that system. Are y'all with me? So I got to rely on the Lord. All right. So I'm not going to walk like they say, so to rely on the Lord. I'm going to depend on the Holy Ghost, John 14, 26, to teach me all things and to remind me of everything Jesus Christ said. And then as a result of that, we went, saw this this morning in prayer. Verse 27 says he's going to give us some peace from it. You want real peace? Not as the world gives. You know, the world gives people peace. Don't they? But I heard this Angela say this morning, but it's always a rug attached to it. And as soon as the devil's ready, he's going to snatch that rug from out from under you. Come on now, because you're going to base your whole, I'm going to retire at this age because I'm, I'm going to have this amount of money. Man, they're going to snatch the rug out from you. If I move in this certain neighborhood, I'm going to have peace. You find out, you know, thieves, they go to those neighborhoods too. Am I right about it? If, if, I, if, I, eat, if I eat this certain regimen of food, I'm going to be healthy and strong. And there's this guy, he was, he was, he's Oprah's, uh, he was Oprah's uh, trainer, Bob somebody, and he, he, his heart blew out, bam. Ate all the right stuff, did all the right exercises, did what they said, and yet his heart blew out. Bam. You see, so there's no real peace in the world. Jesus says, I'm going to give you peace not as the world gives, but my peace I give to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, now let me keep going here. Uh, so we've been talking about two knowledges, two types of knowledges, uh, knowledge rather, sense knowledge and Revelation knowledge. Again, sense knowledge is gained or revealed through the senses from human sources. Okay, that's the area where uh, natural men live. Natural men live on sense knowledge. It's the area where fear dominates. It's the area where fear torments. Right? Jesus, uh, uh, John said rather, in 1 John, that fear has torment. Okay? It's the area where uh, fear paralyzes people. Based on uh, them uh, seeing and things going on, and their sisters tell them, oh, Lord, it's not, you know, not, oh, Lord, it's, it's, it's not going to be good. And so they panic, they fear, they're paralyzed by that fear. But then we live on another realm called uh, revelation knowledge. 
And that's information revealed to our spirit from above, from divine sources. So we, uh, we are on a different frequency. Okay? And we get our information from the Lord. So we're not, we have senses. In fact, the Bible says you and I, by use of the word, can have our senses exercised to discern good and evil. Y'all remember that in Oven Hebrews? So you and I, if we, if we are uh, really working the word of God, living by the word of God, giving the word of God first place, final authority in our lives, we can get to such a point where even our natural senses can discern. Uh-oh, that's not right. You understand? But we live on revelation knowledge. All right? Revelation knowledge is where only born-again people can live on revelation knowledge, and this is where faith operates. Okay? Now, I want to show you something here. This scripture just, just stuck out to me the other day. In Matthew chapter 11. Matthew 11 and verse 11. Hallelujah. Y'all have that? This Jesus talking, the words in red, right? He says this. He says, Surely I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. Y'all know John the Baptist, the forerunner of Christ, okay? But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Now, let's look at that here. He says, so among those born of women, now born of women means natural birth, right? He says, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. Then he says, but he who is least in the kingdom of heaven. So now, to understand to be in the kingdom of heaven, according to John 3, we know you must be born again. Right? So Jesus, Jesus Christ is comparing two births, two kingdoms, two realms, two dimensions, we could call it. He says, so among those born of women, that's the natural man. All of us have been born of women. Right? We weren't born from cows and monkeys and all that kind of stuff. We're born of women. Okay, so among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. So I want you to look at that here in terms, this is the revelation that came to me the other day, about revelation here. So those born of women, humans, uh, natural knowledge, there's a, there's a uh, he said nobody's greater than John the Baptist. So there's a limit. He said John the Baptist was the tops, or is the tops, we could say that, is the tops. Of that natural system. You can go through all humanity. From Seth. You can't go back to Adam. Adam wasn't born a woman. You go back to Seth, Cain and Abel. All the way up to John the Baptist. Jesus said there's not been one greater than this man. Now that's quite a, a commendation from Jesus, isn't it? And so, with all that, there's... there's are tops to that. But then he comes and says some, something else. He says, but he who is least in the kingdom. So John is tops in, human, in the human But he said, he who is least in the kingdom is greater than he. So, <laughs> so you understand that mankind, then you have the kingdom of heaven. And so he says, so John is the greatest of that, but anybody born again 
even the least one is starts out. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? In other words, the point I'm trying to make to you is that with all man's ingenuity, with all man's education, with all man's thinking, there's a top that they can reach. There's a limit to their education. There's a limit to their knowledge. But the moment you get into the kingdom of God, you start. Let me, let me make sure we calm down. The moment you get into the kingdom of God, the moment you get born again, your starting place is above all the world's knowledge. Does anybody see that besides me? I don't care if you just got born again this morning. You start above. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? That's why you and I should never be so moved. I told you that Sunday. Stop being moved by what you see this stuff, this stuff in the world. Stop being moved by what, what they, they suppose they have. Don't let this stuff move you. Now, I'm not saying you, you can't like nice stuff. I'm talking about don't be moved by, their, by how they got it. Don't let it move you. Because you are part of a, a higher dimension, a higher group, a higher plane. You start, you start out above them in the world. It said, he who is the least is greater than he who is the greatest in that other kingdom. Do y'all understand that? So I'm trying to get you to, to understand that you are to have access to something greater than any man could ever have. Okay? Now, so he's talking about two dimensions here. Look at John 3, verse 6. John 3, verse 6. Here's why. He comes along and says this in John 3, verse 6. Get on the screen for me, please. Yes. Jesus says this, that which is, that which is. He didn't say he who is. He said that which is. Born of the flesh is flesh. <laughs> and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Y'all got it? So there are things or we could say, there, for our purpose, there is knowledge, there is wisdom, there is understanding that is born of the flesh. And then there is a knowledge or wisdom understanding or revelation that is born of the spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. They're two different things. It's, it's, it's a matter of where was it born from? What was it born of? The instruction you're, you're, you're receiving and following, what was it born of? Do I need to come back there and slap you in the face? I'm asking you a question. The instruction, this is not for you to literally answer out loud. It's talking about, talking about for you to assess your life. <laughs> The instruction you're following now, the advice you're following now, the actions, the current path you're on now, has that been born out of the flesh or is it born out of the spirit? Because they're going to lead in two diverging directions. And to boot, give me John 6, 63. John 6, 63. It is the spirit... Come on, now read it, y'all. It is a spirit who gives life. The flesh 
profits nothing. That's why, why Paul said they walk in the futility of their mind. Because it doesn't really profit anything. Flesh profits nothing. Well, but look at them. They're moving on ahead real fast, looks like. It profits nothing. It's kind of like going to the casino. You go there with 100. Two, two, two hours later, you got 1,700. You winning, boy, it's a good night. It's a good night. I'm not talking about y'all. I'm talking about your cousins. Though. It's a good night. And you thinking, boy, it's going to be great. But the house always wins. And you stay two more hours because now you're going to turn 1,700 into 4,200. But two hours later, you look up and you're upset. Because not only have you lost the 1,700 that you, that you made, you lost the 100 that you brought. And then you go to the machine and get some more. Now, now, you, now, now you got your rent money and your light bill money and your car payment money and the kids' milk money. They can't, get, can't even get a milk ticket to go to lunch no more. Why? Because the flesh profit. See, you can go along, but profit, profit is all told. Profit is, 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 is counted when it's, when it's all said and done. You understand? When it's all said and done. It's not up and down. Profit is when it's all said and done. How did I come out? And so in the world, it looks like they're moving fast. Looks like they're moving ahead. But when it's all said and done, and the dust settles. When the dust settles, you can have a woman like we just saw yesterday who built a fashion empire by all physical accounts lived a life beyond people's wildest dreams living on Park Avenue multi-million dollar company I mean multi-million she had a billion, multi-billion dollar company that sold I mean but and then Turn around and take your own life. The flesh profits nothing. See, it's, what, what, what is it when it's all said and done? What is it when it's all said and done? I mean, what is it when it's all said and done? That's what I'm telling you. Don't be moved by that stuff. I told you, Sunday, you're on the right track. And it might be going slow. But you much better be, rather be on the right track going slowly than on the, wrong, on the wrong track moving real fast. You understand that? All right. Now let me keep going here. So faith, faith is born of the, of the spirit here, okay, through revelation knowledge. But he says, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Then the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So this is where the faith works right here. Faith is born of the spirit through revelation knowledge. Faith is born of the spirit through revelation knowledge. First John 5, 4 says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Okay, got it? Yes, sir. So once you have revelation, you're on your way to victory. Amen. Okay? Once you have a revelation, you're on your way to victory. Because faith is the victory. 
Didn't say faith is going to get you the victory. Faith is the victory. Did y'all just catch that? Once you have faith locked in, you ought to have the victory. Faith doesn't have to go get it. It is it. Are y'all understanding that? Well, how do I get faith? I've got to get a revelation from God. Okay? Now, prophetic revelation unlocks divine mysteries and gives birth to your faith. I've taught you that here, all right? Prophetic revelation unlocks divine mysteries and gives birth to your faith. I've been teaching you, looking at uh, Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing. And hearing comes by the word or the preached word of God. Okay? Now, I'm going to show you. I want you to find Galatians chapter 3, please. Galatians 3. Faith comes by hearing. Romans 10, 17 says, and hearing comes by the word or by the preached word of God. So what happens when you hear preaching? When you hear preaching, when you have, when you hear revelatory preaching? Yes. Prophetic preaching? Yes. That's what we, we get all around here all the time. Now, I don't care who's preaching up here. You're, you're getting prophetic revelatory preaching. Okay? And when you get that, I'm not talking about three points of a poem and a hymn hall. I'm talking about you're getting the word of God preached to you inspired by God, when that happens, when that comes, faith comes, but also hearing comes. So revelation-type preaching or prophetic preaching triggers your hearing. It makes you hear something. Are you hearing this here? All right, Galatians 3, verse 5. Galatians 3, verse 5. Hallelujah. Let me just read on the screen. It says, therefore, he who supplies... Give, give me verse 2. Let, let me look, go back to verse 2. Go to verse 2. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? So everybody say hearing of faith. Hearing of faith. All right, verse 3. Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? So you got saved by revelation knowledge. Now you're going to get all your victories by the flesh? No, I can't. That's not how it works. Don't be foolish. Tell your neighbor, don't be foolish. Verse four. Have you suffered so many things in vain? If indeed it was in vain. Now watch verse five. Here's what I want you to see. Therefore, he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Well, the answer is the hearing of faith. So that's why you have to hear the preached word of God, because that faith comes by hearing, and hearing of faith comes. Y'all just missed that. The hearing of faith comes by the word of God. So somebody has to preach something to you, and when they preach it to you, your ears all of a sudden pop. Oh, I hear something now. That's why I keep telling you all of a sudden you start getting a new Bible. You know, whoa, whoa, whoa. Somebody preached revelation. Now you start seeing all of the scripture. You got the hearing of faith. And you can turn on TV and, and somebody, you just, you just happen to turn on a station. All of a sudden, they, you, you are hearing. Oh, my God. That, that sounds just like what Pastor was saying or what Pastor was saying. Whatever. Wow. You got, it's the hearing of faith. Glory to God. And that's what's happened to you. Now, here's what I want you to see here. He says, so there's something called a supply of the spirit. Or let's call it divine supply. So divine supply comes by the hearing of faith. How many of y'all need divine supply? 
divine supply. I need a divine supply of finances. I need a divine supply of health in my body. I need a divine supply of joy. I need a divine supply of peace. I need a divine supply of some wisdom or some answers that I need in my life at work, at school, at home, my job, or with my children. It's a divine supply. So divine supply comes from the hearing of faith. Then he says, and works miracles among you. How many of you could use a miracle or two in your life? Come on now, don't lie to me. How do you use a miracle or two? Well, your miracle comes, he works miracles among you by the hearing of faith. It's by revelation knowledge coming to you. So once your ears are open to hear God's voice, to hear his word, now he's able to supply things of the spirit. He's able to give you now uh, miracles in your life. It's by the hearing of faith. It's by the hearing of faith. One with this, your blood. The Bible says she heard of Jesus passing by. She had a hearing of faith. So she got a miracle. Y'all understand this here? That's how it's going to happen in your life. I don't care whatever miracle you need. You need the hearing of faith. You got it? Glory to God. Now, so again, I'm speaking this revelation knowledge here. And your job is to just hear it. Okay? Now, the, diff- the thing is, uh, you need to hear this kind of preaching so that you can hear on a different level. So you can hear on a higher frequency. <laughs> Glory to God. I don't know how many of you all, um, last, about, about three or four weeks ago, three weeks ago, something like that, uh, someone posted this, uh, this it, it went viral, this, uh, somebody was studying a word, and the word was laurel. Did anybody hear that? Okay. The word was laurel. A girl was doing a research paper, doing a paper, and she uh, studied this word laurel. And what happened, the, the, when she clicked on, you know, in the dictionary where it says, you know, play the word, and every time she clicked on the word laurel, she kept hearing the word yanny. Anybody else heard this? This is my by myself. Okay. So this, this whole thing went viral. All over the country, people were debating, like, okay, is the person saying Laurel or is the person saying Yanny? And so we had it up here at the church one day. We were in the office, and uh, uh, Kirk and I were sitting there, and he was playing it over and over again. And he and I keep hearing Laurel, Laurel. <laughs> but then it's interesting, all the women came into the office. They kept hearing Yanny, Yanny. We're like, what in the world is wrong with y'all? <laughs> And they could not hear Laurel. They kept hearing Yanny. Is the, the word being played all the time was, was Laurel. But what, they, what we understand is, depending on your hearing, you hear something other people can't hear. Take heed how you hear he that hath an ear, let him hear. I was uh, preparing, I, so I, I, was, I was trying to find some little things. I was going to have them play a little clip of that, but I found something else I thought was interesting. So I, I, I sit at home, and I, I played. They say, uh, you know, your hearing changes when you get about 25, 40 years old, your hearing changes. So they had these little, you could play these little clips. So I played the first little clip, and I said, oh, okay, I can hear that. Praise the Lord. They say after 25, you shouldn't really be able to hear it that well. I'm like, praise the Lord, I can hear that. I hear it, this boom, this little tone. And so then what they did was they changed it and said, okay, now we're going to play that same tone at a higher frequency. 
It was like 14,000 hertz. Hertz is the speed of the waves, okay? And so they played it, and I could hear it. And I was like, praise God, I can still hear that too. <laughs> and so then they had the next one. They said, now this one is about 17,500 hertz is the speed. And they said, this, this tone, uh, many places use this tone to keep teenagers away. And I said, I'd heard about that. These machines that they put around stores and some places in, you know, neighborhoods where they don't want teens hanging out. That you being a 40-something, 25-something-year-old, you can't hear it, but teens can hear it and it's annoying. So I said, let me play that. So I played it. I said, no, I don't hear nothing. I played it. I don't hear anything. So I called my son. I said, hey, come here. So I let him hear the first tone. He heard it. Yep. I let him hear the second tone. He heard it. He said, this is kind of annoying. That second tone, which didn't, uh, didn't annoy me, but it annoyed him a little. Then he, I said, now, I want to see, can you hear this third tone? That one I couldn't hear. Played it. He said, y'all hear it? I was like, whoa. That's for real. So I said, Olivia, come here. I got to try it again. Let's start, start over from the beginning. I went through the same thing. She heard the first one. She heard the second one. She heard the third one. She heard it. And I'm like, wow, that mess is real. Because I couldn't hear squat. But they could hear it. They could hear it. And these places, they use it. And that's supposed to be, I think, illegal to say it, something like that. But people use it to keep teenagers away. Praise the Lord. My point is just, just your hearing is different. And I thought, I don't, wanna, I don't want them hearing something I can't hear. Because the devil put all kind of messages out like that. Praise the Lord. But no, we can hear. So I said, Lord, I need you to renew my youth like an eagle's. And when I said that, all of a sudden what came to me was Jesus said, except you be converted and become as a little child. I said, oh, so in faith, the hearing of faith, you got to be converted and become like a little child so you can hear again. So you can hear things on a higher frequency. So you can hear revelation on a higher level. You got to become a new wineskin. To receive the new wine. So to hear on a higher level, I got to be converted. I got to become like a little child again. And this is what happens. This is what happens to you when you come and sit in here and hear the word of God. You're being renewed. Y'all got it? Now, all right, now, revelation flowing here. Let's look at Proverbs 14, verse 6 in the Passion Translation. I gave that to them. They can put it on the screen for us. Proverbs 14, 6. Passion says this. The intellectually arrogant seek for wisdom, but they never seem to discover what they claim they're looking for. You know why? It's a different level, right? He says, for revelation knowledge flows to the one who hungers for understanding. So everybody say, revelation knowledge, revelation knowledge flows. flows. So I want you to see, it flows. All right, now, so if you earnestly seek out revelation, or revelation knowledge, God will open up to you, you and me, kingdom mysteries. Okay? Now, I want to move into this here a little bit. Um... Let's go, let's go to Proverbs 1. 
Proverbs 1. Pick up where we left off Sunday. Because we want revelation knowledge, isn't that right? We need it. That's how we're going to get ahead. So we want to see how do we get into this river? How do we get into this river of revelation knowledge? Where God wants us to be. Because you can increase and get as much as you want. Okay? Now remember what, what we saw in Proverbs 14, 6. Revelation knowledge flows. Now, Proverbs 1, 7 says this. says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Okay? But fools despise wisdom and instruction. So if we want to get this river of uh, knowledge flowing, then we've just got to simply start fearing the Lord. Now, what is fearing the Lord? It's not being afraid. It's having a cautious respect or reverence for the Lord and his ways for the things of God. It's honor, honoring God at the highest level. Y'all got it? So that's how you start getting this revelation river flowing. Starts out with a little trickle. Okay? Because remember, you... If you don't honor and reverence God, he's not going to speak to you. You're, you're what we just read as a, as a scoffer or an intellectually arrogant person. And knowledge will not come easy to you. But knowledge will come easy. It'll flow to the one who hungers for understanding. Y'all got it? All right, now. Now let's go back to Psalm, please. Psalm number one. Psalm number one. Hallelujah. Yanny. Laurel. <laughs> now, as, as crazy as that may seem, that's how it is sitting right there in church. People hear all kind of different stuff. I, I, the Holy Ghost is saying one thing, and somebody's hearing Annie, 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 Annie. And the Lord said, That's not what I said. You're hearing doctrines of demons, seducing spirits, amen. All right, now, Psalm number one. Y'all familiar with that, Psalm number one? It says, blessed is the man. Blessed means empowered to prosper. So we're already starting out good. Empowered to prosper, empowered to succeed. Is the man, and I'll throw in for the women too, (laughs) who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. So the first thing I want you to understand is that, again, this is, this is the key to you being on the right track. Remember we talked about Sunday about being on the right track. Okay, so the key to being on the right track is staying away from the wrong people. Okay, because it says, so you walk not in the counsel or advice or wisdom of the ungodly. And yet, so many people in the body of Christ Look to the world, to the ungodly for their advice. What do you think about how we should set up a business? What do you think about how we should operate a family? What do you think about how we should educate our children? What do you think about that? What are you doing getting counsel from the ungodly? You mean you don't know enough godly people around you? You don't know enough people who serve God, who fear the Lord, reverence the Lord? who they're on that right path, 
there on that, there starting that river of revelation knowledge. You don't know enough people that you can go to for godly counsel that you got to go and ask some heathen. Boy, that's the hard work. Ask some heathen for counsel on something. Well, I don't know. I don't know enough Christians who are who are um, who they're 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 uh, experts in that area. Okay, let me help you out. Elijah wasn't or Elisha wasn't an expert in the oil business. Oh, better come on. Jesus wasn't an expert in fishing. But there's something that's born of the Spirit. That when they have a connection to the one who knows everything about everything. <laughs> Boy, y'all don't, don't, don't shot me down like, you know. Y'all look at me with those condemning eyes. You just want me to shut up. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. Because anything we go to get from them is going to be born of the flesh. It's going to be born of the flesh. And we already read Jesus' words in John 6, 63, the flesh profits nothing. So why in the world would I keep going to somebody who I'm going to get something that's going to profit me nothing? Oh, because look at what they dropped. That don't mean a thing. Look at where they live. That don't mean a thing. People, all kind of people took their parenting advice from Dr. Spock. People took their parenting, the whole, we got a whole generation, two generations now of people who have followed the, the parenting model of Dr. Spock. When we were saying, whip your children, because the Bible says whip your children. He said, no, 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 dude, you just got to talk to them. We got the whole school system now, we, got, we follow the advice of Dr. Spock. Kids be bad in school, and you can't, you can't, you can't even raise your voice, and you, you got to try to redirect. Little Johnny, isn't there a better way? Come on, am I right about this here? Johnny, there's, there's, have you thought, have you considered? Now, Johnny, Johnny is beating the mess out of little Becky. He's just punching it in the eye. Johnny, now that's not nice. There's got to be a better way. We can use our hands in a different way. Am I right about this? I got enough preschool and early ed ed elementary school and high school teachers to know that they, they, I mean, we're, we follow, they, they follow, they follow, because I don't follow, my kids know I don't follow that. They follow Dr. Spock, and his son committed suicide. The flesh profits nothing. That's the Bible's right, that's what the Bible say. The Bible says you beat him, you'll save his soul from hell. And it's still right. It's still right. <laughs> so don't walk in the council. I'm, I'm talking about how you get on the right track, ladies and gentlemen. For this river of revelation knowledge. So don't walk in the counsel or the advice or the wisdom of the ungodly. Don't stand in the path in the same way sinners are. And sinners, 
Sinners are up to no good. Sinners are actively looking for sin and trouble to get into. So don't get in their path. Don't follow up after what they're doing. And then don't sit in the seat of the scornful. Don't sit among those who they mock everything this word says. That's what the word says. They're sitting there mocking everything, everything you, the word says, ha ha, we don't believe in that, that old foolishness, boy, that old church stuff, whatever, whatever. And they're mocking it. They're scorning. They're what the Bible calls scoffers. It's the same word. You look up in the Hebrew, scoffers and scorners, the same Hebrew word. As a matter of fact, it's that word uh, in Proverbs 14, 6. Give me Proverbs 14, 6 again, but this time give it to the, in the New King James. Proverbs 14, 6. A scoffer, remember we've been reading this here. A scoffer, it's the same word as, as a scorner, scorner, seeks wisdom and does not find it. But knowledge is easier to him who understands. So don't hang out with folk who seeking wisdom and can't find it. I'm trying to make this plain, everybody. I'm, I'm trying to show you how to get on a good foot here. How to, how to get on the right track. Okay? So, my, my admonishment is, whatever advice you're following from ungodly, worldly people, from the scorners, from the scoffers, from the mockers, stop it. Just plain stop it. But well, my financial advisor, he's an idiot. He's an idiot. All he knows is the world system. And their whole system operates on fear. Well, you got to put up this money, much money because if you retire by such and such, you know, you're going you're gonna to outlive your retirement money. And, oh, they have you all freaking out. And they spinning up your money all at the same time. And the Lord come in here and say, lay not up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust and uh, corrupt and thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where no moth, no rust, no thief can get in. Oh, I don't believe all that. You're a scorner too then. You've been hanging around scorners so long, now the scorner on, rubbed off on you. Now you're scorning the same word that you must be believing. Tell your neighbor, stop it. The Holy Ghost knows. The Holy Ghost knows everything about everything. We're, we're, so, we're so in the body of Christ detached from the Holy Ghost. We don't even give him a, a time to even answer us. We talked talk about that in prayer this morning. So many times now, people are so used to the moment, the moment a, a situation is presented to you, you answer so quickly, you don't even give yourself time to even pray about it. The doctor said, come here, we need to see you right now because it's not going to look good. Oh, you don't even, okay. And he tell you, we need you to go and take this. So you, you he, he calling your script to Publix and you run right to Publix and get your prescription. Like a good boy. You don't even stop to say, Lord, wait a minute. Should I do this? This body is his. This body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You going to let them tell you what to put in this body that belongs to him? Who, if it's his, he can mend it anyway. He can heal it anyway. He 
going to fix it anyway. You understand? I'm not yelling at you. I'm just trying to jerk you up a little bit. I'm sorry. I just, I just want us to understand really, really how, how, how spiritually detached we've uh, become and we move so quickly based on what they say without even letting the Lord give us anything. We, Why? Because we've been, we've been hanging out, go back to Psalm 1, we've been hanging out with the wrong group. We've been hanging out with the wrong group. You've been hanging out with the wrong group. And your Bible says evil communication corrupts good manners. So you hang with the wrong folk. This is the wrong folk. Proverbs 13, 20, get on the screen. Proverbs 13, verse 20. He who walks with the wise, with wise men. Come on now, help me out. Well, where are the wise men? Not in the world. The wise men must be in the kingdom because we're the only ones who have access to the real wisdom of God. They don't even have access to it. So you keep walking with them with, with what the Bible now calls fools. You're going to be destroyed. Man, I thought, boy, Bernie Madoff had a lot of folk thinking. And remember Bernie Madoff? Had a lot of folk fooled. Whole, I mean, cities, educational uh, districts put their pension money in his hands. Whole systems lost their pension funds. Glory to God. Tell you, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 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 All right. So Psalm 1. Psalm 1. So we're getting on the right track, right? Okay. So rather than hanging out with all of them, all of them, we get over verse 2. But his delight or my delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law I meditate come on day and night the same thing God told Joshua to do in Joshua 1 verse 8 you meditate my word day and night and you're going to make your way prosperous and you're going to have good success so I'm going to do the same thing here in Psalm 1 and rather than hang out with them and listen to what they say I'm going to get into God's word and see what God's word says and because I meditate day and night Something happens when you, when you spend time in meditation. You get a river going. See, you come to church and you can hear revelation and get a quick, oh, I, I, that's, I got a revelation, pastor. But when you go and spend the time with the Lord yourself, meditating the word, word of God yourself, now you get moved from just a little trickle, just a little drop, to now you start a river flowing. And now you be walking around every day. Pooh, I just, what? ooh, the word, you know, I just, I just, this came to me, man. Has that ever happened to anybody? You walking around, I mean, you just, you just, re you reading Proverbs just like you read yesterday. And all of a sudden, but this time, boom. I'm telling you, it is, it is, it is, it's so powerful, man, when you get into this Revelation River that you can, you can even be watching natural television.
Am I right about this here? You'll be watching a football game and some, a play happens and you go, Holy Spirit said, that's just like Mark 17. Now there you know there's no Mark 17. But you, you're like, oh, Am I right about this? That happens to you, doesn't it? I remember I was a grown man. I was watching The Lion King, man. Boy! You let me with the Holy Ghost watch The Lion King? Kind of scripture being ripped. Oh my God, that's just like that. That's why. Remember, uh, two years ago, we watched a movie called uh, Inside Out as a church. Now that was a Disney movie. A Disney movie. Now they're watching people in the world like, oh yeah, that's how scientific, how the brain works. We like, you see how the soul works? Do you see how God created us? That's what we're seeing. Why? Because we have the hearing of faith. We've been meditating the word of God, so now we get over into a river revelation. And oh man, we just swimming that thing here, and it's flowing all the time for us, for us, right? Praise God. Okay, now, so he meditates in the word day and night. Now, because he meditates in the word day and night, something happens here. This river starts to grow. He says in verse three, he. Now, who is he? That man meditating the word of God shall be like a tree <laughs> planted by the rivers of water. That's revelation knowledge, ladies and gentlemen. Glory to God. This word rivers is also channels, planted by channels. Now, what is a channel? A channel is a, is a, is a way by which uh, things move. You watch TV channels. You hear, there are radio channels. Uh, there are water channels. A channel is simply a way by which something is transported. So when you are by these rivers of living water or these channels of water, all of a sudden now revelation is transported to you. It's flowing in you and through you. Y'all got it here. So various rivers and uh, channels of water we know them, know some to be, I talked about this already, visions, dreams, and prophecy. And notice what happens. He says, when you plant by these rivers of living, or rivers of water, it says that brings forth its fruit in its season. So when you get revelation knowledge now, it's going to bring forth fruit. That's where you get manifestation from. Glory to God. All right, now y'all got a couple more minutes. I'm already out of time, but let me... Yeah, y'all me from Sunday? Right. That's true. That's true. So we're talking about, again, being on, on the right track here. So we, we, we are open to, I already preached to you a few Sundays back on visions and dreams, right, and prophecy. Okay? It's going to bring forth fruit. But I want to show you also, there's a fast track here. Okay? And the fast track, we're going to see this over in, Revel in John chapter 7. John 7. Glory to God. It says, this man, remember what we just read? This man shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water. Planted by rivers of water. So planted by rivers of water, you're right next to all of Revelation. But look at John 7, verse 37. 
Are you there? On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, is anybody thirsty in here? He says, let him come to me and drink. Now, when you're going to him and drinking, you're asking him for revelation. You're asking him for wisdom. Lord, load me up with everything you have. He says, now, verse 38, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, now out of his heart, or King James says, out of his belly will flow rivers. So you're not just like in Psalm, by the rivers of water. Now the rivers of water are coming out of you. This is a whole different level right here. You're not near the water source. You become the water source. It's coming out of you. God begins to flow revelation knowledge out of you. Now you become a source for other people. You can flow. Now what? What I want you to see here is he says, verse 39, but this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So he's prophetically talking about if you want to get a river of living water flowing out of you, it's going to come when the Holy Ghost comes on you. Praise the Lord. So the fast track to rivers, to rivers of revelation knowledge is the Holy Spirit. Is being filled with the Holy Ghost. And I, I, I want to push you even further to say it's tongues. You got it? Because, because we're talking about first, back in Psalm 1, meditating the word of God. Meditating the word of God. Is you uh, pondering the word of God. You talking the word of God to yourself. You're going over the word of God. You're, that, that makes you plant it by the rivers of water. But if you want rivers of living water to flow out of you, there's, there's, there's something on the inside. <laughs> that will flow and it's by tongues. Y'all got it? Look at uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 14. 1 Corinthians 14. I'll show you this here. Because y'all already know this, don't you? Please say yes. I hope you already know this. Y'all already know this. Please say yes. All right, we're going to start over. Y'all know this already, don't you? But this is a, a gentle reminder and a reason, a, a, another reason to engage. Because this engagement in this arena gets us on the fast track to revelation knowledge. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Verse 2. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit. Now remember, that which is born of the spirit is, is spirit. So when you're over in tongues, you're over in the spirit. Did you catch that? When you're in tongues, you're over in the spirit. Can I say it again? When you're over in tongues, you're over in the spirit. Now, if I stand here and I go, and I say, everybody just start praying in tongues. And everybody's just like, now, it doesn't feel like you're in the spirit. 
Oh, y'all missed that. And you don't feel like you're in the spirit, but you are. See, in the sense knowledge realm will try to tell you nothing's happening, nothing's moving, nothing's flowing, because it feels like this is just me talking. I'm just, you know, no, no, whatever. But no. No, you're speaking in tongues of the Spirit gives you utterance. You're speaking in tongues of the Spirit gives you utterance. You didn't make that up, hopefully. Now, if you're making it up, <laughs> and you know you can make it up. You can. I'm a coming on the Honda. I'm going to leave it on a Kawasaki. You know what I mean? You... <laughs> right? You, you can make it up. But you know when you're making it up. Right? And most of hopefully we're doing that. You're just joking. You're just, you're just kind of just, you know, joking. But when you mean business, the moment you start, it just that, that quick two seconds didn't feel like anything here in the spirit, but it was. Because it says, however, in the spirit, see, when I'm speaking in the tongue, in the spirit, I'm speaking something. Oh, God, y'all not hearing me. Uh, what I'm saying to you is, I, I want you to move past feeling. I want you to move past what, what you think, uh, nothing's happening. Move past that. You, don't drop back down to sense knowledge. Don't drop back down to that sense realm. Stay up here on this revelation knowledge realm. Stay up here on this spiritual knowledge realm. And know that the moment you start speaking in tongues, as long as you're speaking in tongues, you are speaking mysteries. You're speaking deep things the deep things of God. You're speaking something. You're speaking something. I said you're speaking something. How many of y'all speak in tongues? Well, every time you do it, you're speaking something, you're speaking a mystery. You're speaking a mystery. Now, when you speak a mystery, what do you want to get out of that? Revelation. Right? So he says here, he who speaks in, in tongues, he says, however, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Now, look down here at verse, um, um, let's see. Verse 13. Verse 13. Are you there? Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue, and that's what we taught, same thing in verse 2. Let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may, he may, not somebody else, because somebody else is not going to be with you in your car. Somebody else not going to be with you at home when you're praying. When you're just washing dishes. You're, you're doing something. You're doing kingdom business. So he says, let him also, let him pray then that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. So your spirit's doing something. But my understanding is unfruitful. Praise the Lord. But you don't want to stay that way. 
you're praying something is actually happening. So your understanding is unfruitful. So then what you, that's why you go back to verse 13. So you pray that you may interpret. So when you speak in tongues, then you, you, you go for a while or, you know, as, as the Holy Spirit may be prompting you or whatever. Then you say, all right, Lord, give me that. What is that? What is that? What is that? Don't just pray and then don't ask the Lord, what, what is that? <laughs> well, what is that? You don't, he, don't, he doesn't want your understanding to be unfruitful. He wants your understanding to be fruitful. He wants your understanding to cause fruit to come forth in its season. Did you catch that? Did you catch that? You don't want to be unfruitful. You want it to be fruitful. Glory to God. So when you get over into that now, now you move over into this, get these rivers going. And the more you do it, the more, the more uh, mysteries you pray, the more you do it, the more you pray for interpretation. Now, the more you get over into understanding and the more fruitful you become. Now you're over into rivers of revelation flowing in you. You got it? Now look over here, please, at Psalm 46, please. Psalm 46. Because when you get this river going, boy, you're in good shape. I said you're in good shape. Verse 4. There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God. The holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. Now you could be thinking about Jerusalem, but I want you to understand you are. You are the place of the tabernacle of the Most High. So there's a river whose streams or channels will make you glad. I wonder if y'all understand what I'm saying. There's a river of revelation knowledge that you can get into that'll make you glad. That'll bring you joy. That'll bring you peace. That'll settle your soul down. It'll, it'll, make, it'll make you dance and make you smile. It'll take all the anger and the fear and the anxiety away from you when you get over this river. He says this river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. Give me that same uh, verse in the Passion Translation, please. The Passion Translation. Glory to God. I want you to see this here. He says God has a constantly flowing river whose sparkling streams bring joy and delight to his people. You understand this here? His river flows right through the city of God, most high, into his holy dwelling places. You understand? His holy dwelling places. You are his holy dwelling places. So when you get that river going, it's going to make you glad. It's going gonna, it's gonna to bring joy and delight to you. And he says it's a constantly flowing river. So once you, once you hit this, it'll constantly flow. It's, it, I, I just, I'm glad you said that. It made me think about when you know about irrigation systems, uh, how they have to, uh, you have to prime a pump. And when, you, when, you wanna, when you've dug a well, you've got to prime that well. You've got to shoot water down into it to get water to come out. Now, once you get it to come out, ain't no stopping it. 
You got a gusher. You better, you better have already put some kind of valve or something to turn it off because if you don't, if you don't have any kind of valve to turn it off, it's just going to keep on going. And that's what the place, the place you hit when you get into revelation knowledge, you never disconnect and God just begins to all the time. So while you're sleeping, you're getting revelation. While you're awake, you're getting revelation. While you're just relaxing, you're getting revelation. While you're studying the word of God, you're getting revelation. While you're in church, you're getting revelation. While you're sitting there eating your chicken after church, you're getting revelation. In other words, answers and the wisdom of God is constantly flowing into your life. Now, how do you increase that? Is you pray in tongues. You pray in tongues. Y'all know it. We know it. We just got to do it. Because knowing does not equate to doing. I said knowing does not equate to doing. Knowing is just knowing. Doing is a whole different thing. And if we do it and ask Lord, hey, give me interpretation of that. Then there's the answer that you've been looking for. There's the wisdom that you need. There's that flow that comes in your life. Y'all got it? All right, let's finish here. Let's finish here. All right. Go to, um, back to Psalm 1, verse 3. Is this making sense to anybody tonight? Is it helping you too a little bit? You understand this river that God wants us to flow in? That you can flow in it? So you don't just come to church, ooh, look what God told pastor. No, look what God telling you. Glory to God. You get a river, man, you can just get in that river and stay in it all the time yourself. Praise the Lord. I love it when we come together. You know, I, I thank God for Sundays. I thank God for Wednesday nights. But one of the greatest times I have is on Wednesday mornings when we're sitting there talking back and forth. That's just like you all having your small groups, your flight teams, where y'all can revelate back and forth. You just flow. Amen. All right, so Psalm 1, verse 3, you're going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its, its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. And look at this last line. And whatever he does shall prosper. Now, that's where you want to be. You want to be in such a place that whatever you do prospers. Now, why is it that whatever you do will prosper? It's because now... You have revelation. You're not experimenting. The whole human system works on trial and error. We experiment. We're gonna just, just going to try something out. But no, we don't. In, in the, once we have revelation, we don't have to try anything. You just do. You just execute. And you're going to get the right results because I'm doing this by God. I'm doing this, this, this instruction or this action is born of God. It's born of the spirit. And the spirit is going to always give me the victory. Y'all got this here? Last place, Ezekiel 47. Ezekiel 47. Hallelujah. I'm tired of trying stuff. Are y'all hearing me? Any of us tired of just trying stuff? You know, you waste a lot of money trying stuff. Come on now. You try all kind of different stuff. You try this product, that product. You try this 
person, this, that person, <laughs> this company, that company, this city. People, tr- people try cities. Yeah, am I right about it? Don't, I mean, people move from city to city trying. Well, St. Pete didn't work. I'm going to try Atlanta. Well, Atlanta didn't work. I'm going to try North Carolina. North Carolina didn't work. I'm going to try, try to go to Texas now. Now I'm going to try California. Man, you're you wasting all your money, all your time trying rather than sitting your butt down and hearing what God has to say. Because God might have had you right there in Gulfport. God might have had you right there in tiny Rabonia. 14 acres where you can prosper right there in tiny Rabonia. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not asking for Rabonia either. I'm just saying. But God knows. God knows. Just dating. Dating? Yeah, we, don't, we just on a trial basis. People, people even move in together. Well, you know, you got to test drive the car before you buy. All right, you, you come up with something. Trying stuff out. Get a try, see if you like it. You don't even try nothing. Lord, is she the one or should I look for another? Lord, is he the one? Is you know? <laughs> Ezekiel 47, let's, let me just read here. Verse, verse 1, then he brought me back to the door of the temple and there was water. Remember, we're talking about water representing revelation here. Flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the, for the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. He brought me out by the way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gateway that faces east. And there was water, revelation, running out on the right side. And when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits. He brought me through the water. The water came up to my ankles. So we're talking about ankle-deep revelation here. Remember what I told you? I told you earlier about John the Baptist. That among all those born of women, he's the greatest. In other words, Jesus was saying there's a limit to natural, to things born in the natural. So you can go through all the various stages of the natural education, natural learning. You you start out in, uh, everybody starts out in homeschool. Right? Everybody starts out homeschool. Then you go to preschool. From preschool, then you go to grade school, you know, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, so on and so forth. Then you go to junior high school. Then you go to high, senior high school. Then you go to post-secondary education. Right? And you're going to get your associates. Then you're going to get your bachelor's. Then you're going to get your master's. Then you're going to get your doctorate. Then you're going to get your second doctorate. And then you're going to do continuing education. Just doing the most. Right? Because you're going to excel through all these various levels. Through various levels of human knowledge. But at the very top of that level of human knowledge comes above that the least in the kingdom. So the lowest level of, of the lowest level in the kingdom of God is already above your doctorate. And so that's the ankle deep level. It's called milk. 
desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So milk, just the straight milk of the word is above man's knowledge, is above man's, man's wisdom. And it's free. Come ye by without money, without price. You don't need to be 30,000 in debt. You don't, need to, you don't need to be a million dollars in debt like some of these folk coming out of college. They a million dollars in debt? And the word is free? I just read an article today talking about how uh, the U.S. Uh, student loan debt has now crossed like $1.8 trillion. And they say, they say more than 60% of that is women. Women trying to come up. Praise the Lord. I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm. Praise the Lord. I'm down with it. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Ankle deep. Verse 4. Verse 4. Again, he measured 1,000 and, and brought me through the waters. Revelation. The, the water. Revelation came up to my knees. So the next level we've been taught from milk is meat. This is levels of revelation. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the water. Brought me through the water or the revelation came up to my waist. Now it's up to strong meat. Revelation. You way past won't he do it, won't he will. You way past he's an on-time God. Yes, he is. You way past one of these getting up mornings. This will all be over. Hallelujah, by and by. And Stick my sword in the golden sand of time. You way past that. Don't study one no more. You way past that. Again, he measured 1,000, verse 5. But this time when he measured in verse 5, it was, the revelation was a river that I could not cross for the water was too deep. The revelation was too deep Revelation in which, in which one must swim. A river revelation that could not be crossed. Now we're up here now to the honey level. Now you understand that you're walking in divine prosperity. You understand you're walking in divine, divine life. See, on the milk level, you reasonable portion of health and strength. But you move into the milk and the strong meat, you're talking about, uh, the meat and the strong meat, you're talking about now divine healing. I can get healed. But when you get over here into the river, you're talking about divine life. I've taught on it before, I'm trying to teach it tonight. He says, so now you're in a river that cannot be crossed. So once you're in this river of revelation, ladies and gentlemen, everything changes. Now watch verse 6. He said to me, son of man, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. Now, it wasn't a river when they first started. But the further they went out, it turned into a river. The more you engage in it, it see, you understand what I'm saying to you? You start out with the light you have. And long as you keep working the light you have, you'll start to do as Ephesians 1 talks about in the Amplified. You'll be flooded with light. Oh. Psalm 119, I think it's 130, says the entrance of your word brings light. But when you get, get to Ephesians, I think it's 119, amplifies, it says you'll be flooded with light. 
See, so there's a difference in just the, the light entering and now you're being flooded. Now that means you got to be in a river of it. Are you hearing this here? He says, so the bank of the bank, back at the bank of the river, verse seven, when I return, now watch this, when I return, in other words, I'm going to see something different now than was there before. When I return, there along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and the other. Trees planted by the rivers of water. Then he said to me, this revelation flows toward the east region, goes down into the valley and into the sea. When it, when the revelation enters the sea, sea is always symbolic of a mass of people. When you see seas in scripture, it is a picture of sea, of masses of people. So when the revelation reaches the sea, its waters are healed. The sea gets healed. The masses get healed. My people are no longer destroyed for lack of knowledge because revelation knowledge is flowing freely. And it's not just in the pastor's mouth now. Now it's in the member's mouth. And they're going back out to Child's Park and going back out to Maximo and going back out to Lakewood and going back out to Old Northeast and going back out wherever they live, going back to their schools. And now they're carrying the same revelation knowledge out. Now because they're not just by rivers of living water, now it's coming out of the inside of them. Now rivers of living water are flowing out of your belly. Verse 9, and it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the rivers Go, will live. So you have the ability now to bring life wherever you go. There will be a very great multitude of fish. Fish is always indicative of two things, souls and financial prosperity. Because these waters go there. For they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. And it shall be that fishermen will stand by it from Engedi into to in Eglum. They will be places for spreading their nets. Their fish will be of the same kinds as the fish of the great sea, exceeding many. But its swamps and marshes will not be healed. They will be given over to salt. Along the bank of the river, on this side and that, will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither. Doesn't that sound like Psalm 1-3? Their leaves will not wither, and their fruit will not Fail. In other words, whatever they do will prosper. Yes. Are you saying this? Yes. Wherever rivers of, of revelation go, everything prospers. Yes. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. So God is putting medical deliverance in you. He's putting the ability to feed nations. That's what we talked about up here. Your fruit's going to be for food. Everything is, he's putting it on the inside of you. So wherever you go now, you bring answers. Wherever you go now, you bring healing. Wherever you go now, you'll bring prosperity because you have a revelation of it on the inside of your life now, inside you. Do y'all hear that? All right, I'm done. But I want to say one more, one more thing. And then you can just chew on this yourself. Let the Lord speak to you on this here. Because he wants to give you perfect knowledge, okay, on everything. On parenting, on parenting teenagers, on parenting stepchildren, all that kind of stuff. 
on marriage, on running your business, on being successful in your career, on being successful in your ministry. He wants to give you revelation knowledge about it. But here's one thing I wanted to add for you. Streams, we talk about rivers of revelation, right? Streams, you, I want you to write this down. <laughs> and if you don't have a pen, you write it down later. You can watch this tonight and write it down later. Streams of, reve of revelation will bring streams of revenue. Yes, wow. I'll let you chew on that. Streams of revelation will bring streams of revenue. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, you better catch that. How many understand that God wants you to have multiple streams of revenue? God doesn't want your, you, your job being, your, being the only way you get money. No, he wants to give you streams of revenue. The Bible says you, you sow beside many waters. So if you sow beside many waters, then you're going to reap from many waters. Isn't that what the Bible says? You sow beside many waters. So if you're going to sow beside many waters, you're going to reap from many waters. That means you're going to have streams of revenue coming to you. You understand that? Listen, I want you all to break out of this. I'm just a job man. Forget that. God wants you to have streams of revenue. You know how you get it? It's streams of revelation. God will show you how to be in, be in this and be in that and be in this and be in that and do this and do that. Because you're, you're more than a, than a one-talent Christian. Jesus said the man gave one man one talent, one man two talents, another man five talents, each according to his ability. Not because he liked one man better than the other, but according to what they can handle. So when you, when you show God I can handle multiple streams of revelation, then he'll show you multiple streams of revenue. Y'all, boy. I'll, I'll let you meditate on that. I'll let you chew on that till Sunday. I'll let you chew on that till Sunday. I'll let you chew on that till Sunday. I'm talking about how you unfix your income. I'm talking about money, man. This is, you understand? I'm talking about straight up money. M-O-N-E-Y. I'm talking about money. Revenue. You want to unfix it? See, when, when you got multiple streams of income, then if they, if they say we're going to close a job down, praise God, I see y'all going They threaten you, but if you keep on going, you know, talking about Jesus Christ, we're going to fire you. <laughs> uh, Y'all don't, don't know me, do you? See, you thinking, you thinking this is my only source. No, 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 use just one resource. See, do you know how you're going, you know how you're going to, you're going to become what Isaiah 61, I think it's verse 7. Isaiah 61, 7. Give me that on the screen. It says, instead of uh, shame, 
You shall have double. No, that's not it. Well, give me verse 6. Verse 6, verse 6. Yeah, that's it. But you shall be named the priest of the Lord. Now, the reason it says that is because in verse 5, it says strangers are going to stand and feed your flock. That means you're going to have other people doing the work for you so you can be priests. You can be ministers of the Lord. What's, well, what are you going to be doing all day? Going out and bringing healing. I'm a river revelation. I come to church and I spend time with God. I receive revelation, but now I become a flow, a river revelation. So now I go and, oh, you sick over here? Oh, here, here's what you do. Oh, you, you need to answer the finances here? Here's what you do. Boom. You become a river revelation here. And while you're doing that, while you're sleeping at night and God's showing you another dream, ching, ching. The internet's still working. While you're fasting and praying, all of a sudden the Lord shows you an open vision. Boom. Ching, ching. Something's happening over here. Because I'm challenging you, and I believe it. I'm, I'm speaking this by faith over you. That you're not just going to be hearers, but you're going to be doers. And what God shows you in the night, what God shows you in visions, what God speaks to you by prophecy, you're not just going to hear it, but you're going to do it. And when you do it, you don't understand. You're creating multiple streams of revenue. God's trying to get something to you. Massive. 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 It's this time. I want to... I say to you something I've been saying since a few months ago. That all the prophecies we've heard for years, that the messages we've been preaching for years have been pointing to now. I need you to understand that. You were, if you were to go back and look at every prophecy we've, we've ever heard in this place, every message we've ever preached, every message we've ever preached in this place, it's been pointing to now. So this is our now time. So everything is about to converge and explode in your life. Are you hearing me? Are you, are you ready for the big bang? You ready for the real big bang? Get on your feet, come on. I want you to just begin to rejoice in the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you that our eyes are open. Thank you, Father, that our ears are open. Thank you, Father, that our hearts are open. Thank you that we receive from you, Lord. We're not blind. We're not deaf. Our ears have not grown dull. We're not dull of hearing. We have the hearing of faith. We hear your voice. We dream dreams. We see visions. We don't despise prophecy. We receive the Holy Ghost. We pray in the Spirit. We speak mysteries. We pray that we may interpret. We receive revelation. Revelation knowledge flows freely. We have perfect knowledge of every situation, God. 
Thank you for answers. Oh, me shikaya munda kadalada munda. Oh, God. Shikaya banda dada munda tekena lada munda. Shita dada mando kotele de madi dada mata branda. Tikara da mondo, shekeya mandala la mando. Medigena mando dodo bontikana da mashika ya da mondo te shita. Ilidi da mondo de regina yena monodo la malika da. Mranda la labaja te gede la moshika ya basta te he na dodo koshita ya ba. Ha. Mara da mashondre malika ta da basanta. Oh, da mashita ya basanta. Ha. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I hear it is a time of transition. And it's going to be a smooth transition for you. A transition into God's system, a transition into God's revelation flow. That it's not going to be as hard as you think. For I will make knowledge easy. I will make it easy to you. I'm going to cause you to know things and see things and hear things that you couldn't research and find. Even secrets that have been held back from you by people. I'm going to show you how things work. <laughs> yes, Lord. I'm going to show you how things work. No, 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 no. I'm going to show you how things work. I'm going to show you how things work. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to peel back the covers and show you how things work. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Just like George Washington Carver. I'm going to show you how things work. Be ready for new technology. Be ready for innovation. Yeah, be Be ready for my direction. For it will begin to come easy to you. It will begin to come easy to you. And I will give you the grace to do it. What you shall accomplish in these next days. I will give you the grace to do it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I hope you're ready for that, ladies and gentlemen. If you're ready for a smooth transition. Hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> the, other, the other day, it's been about a week or so now, just me hanging out with the Lord. And I heard this on the inside of me. I didn't hear an audible voice, but I heard this on the inside of me. The Lord said, take the brakes off. She talked to me. He said, take the brakes off. And I immediately, I knew what he's talking about. Because the first picture that came to my mind was when I was in driver's ed in high school, around with Mr. Thompson, yes, sir. a driver's ed teacher. And he's in the passenger side of the car. And you, those of you taking driver's ed, you know, the, 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 the teacher has a brake on his side. He can hit. And he was, I was driving and I thought, I guess maybe I wasn't going to stop. He said, said, Mr. Anderson, you're going to stop, aren't you? You're going to stop. And uh, he all of a sudden hit his brake to stop the car. And what I saw, though, when the Lord said that was, it's like he's in the driver's seat and I'm in the passenger seat. And I keep trying to put a brake on what he wants to do. You want to know why? Because he, he's, he pointed out to me. Because I didn't feel like I deserve anything else. I've become so thankful for what God's already done. So appreciative for what God's already done. I don't even feel worthy to have what God's already given me. I don't. So certainly, God, I'm not really wanting you to do anything else or expecting you to do anything else because you've already done so much. I don't even feel adequate for what you've already done. But he said, take the brakes off. Now, I'm sharing that with you because I believe if he spoke that to me, it's for you to hear. Take the brakes off of him. Stop drawing back. Get out of condemnation. Get out of guilt. guilt get out of low self-worth. You're God's child. And if he wants to bless you, let him bless you. If he wants to reward you, let him reward you. If he wants to lavish abundance on you, let him lavish abundance on you. Get off the brakes. Just let him do it. Shut the devil up. This is what I'm having to do every day. Shut him up. So God can just do what he wants to do in my life. I've had prophecies. Sure, I remember what you, that text you sent us the other day. And hearing that, it was after that, a week or so after that, God had to say, take the brakes off. Because even hearing that prophecy about, about what God's going to do and hearing your dream, what God was to do in my life, I'm like, yeah, God, but I mean, come on. Can it really get better? Yes. yes. Take the brakes off. Let me drive this thing. So take the brakes off, God. It's going to be smooth. It's going to be smooth. Hallelujah. Grab hands and somebody next to you. 
Thank you, Lord. I don't know about you, but I'm glad I came tonight. Just for this sweet atmosphere right now. Because I, I guarantee you there's at least three people in here who when I said take the brakes off, the Lord starts speaking to you. I guarantee you. You've been, you've been fighting God about blessing you. That's what I, he made me realize. I, I've been fighting him about blessing me. Trying to be humble. <laughs> Lord, we receive. We are believing you to establish your covenant with us in our generation. We have become willing to receive the blessing of Abraham in our time. We will not limit you to what we can ask or think, but we, walk, we are willing to walk in exceeding portion of your promises. We will not stagger at your promises through unbelief, for we are fully persuaded that what you have promised, you are also fully able to perform. This establishes our part of receiving. So God, we receive all you have for us. We take the brakes off. We step into that river of prophetic revelation knowledge. Thank you that God, it begins to flow not just near us and by us, but in us and out of us. That we'll be so enraptured by revelation that we'll be able to go and bring healing deliverance, prosperity to others. I thank you now that this transition from sense knowledge to revelation knowledge in every area becomes smooth. And so we'll go for it. We're going to go for it. <laughs> Somebody say, I'm going for it. <laughs> Say, what do, I have to lose? what do I have to lose? But fear. I'm going for it. Father, we're going for it tonight. <laughs> we're going to jump out in the boat. We're going to swim. We're going to walk on the water. We're going to dream big. We're going to pray bold. We're going to expect much. God, so just continue to lead us and guide us. Tonight, dreams. Tonight, visions. Throughout our days, speak to us. I thank you that testimonies will begin to break forth in this place. Erratic testimonies. Spontaneous testimonies of your goodness and your mercy and your kindness being demonstrated to your people. Notable miracles, signs and wonders. Have your way in us. Thank you that we are in your care, kept by your power, and no evil shall, shall befall us. No plague shall come near our dwelling. Thank you that we are safe on every side. Keep us as we leave tonight from this place. 
Bless us and God be with us. Thank you for multiple streams of revenue, multiple streams of, of revelation, God. And God, continue to bless us in all that we do. We'll continue to give you all the praise and all the glory and the highest honor we pray in Jesus' name. If you agree, shout amen. Amen. And amen. Now, just shout one more time.